The NL East is streaking. The Marlins start their road trip with a win in Houston and now head to Philadelphia to try and keep it rolling. However, the Phillies, they've also been streaking. We're going to dig into this series, preview it all, what looks like a really juicy juicy matchup with Dave Shaw, UK Phillies, of course, on today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. And of course, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Don't forget to subscribe to the pod. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's there for you. It's coming at you like Cleopatra daily, five episodes a week, Monday to Friday. So hit the subscribe button. Don't miss any of the action. And we are starting this week real hot, real, real hot. The Marlins are heading into their, well, the second city of a three-city road trip. And Dave Shaw is joining me. The UK GOAT, some would say. Many oh, would man. say. I would certainly say. <laughs> Dave Shaw's in the house. How are we doing? How are we doing? Pete, this is, uh, this is slick. How, how <laughs> is this? I feel like I've walked into a professional studio, yeah? But uh, fix up and look sharp like yourself. There you go. And as we started, the sun started beaming through. I can't even see now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, great to have you on, mate. I think this is your second appearance, or maybe yeah, third. we had we had what one pre yeah pre season, so uh, number two, number two. There you go. So welcome back. Now we have the production as well, so the YouTube channel yeah, is up. Good man, this is looking sweet, right? So uh, listen, Dave, we need to dig into it, brother. Tell me about these Phillies. They have been streaking, baby. I know they didn't get the result they're looking for on UK friendly Sunday. Surprise, surprise, yeah, more UK UK pain, but. The Phillies have come alive, mate. What's been what's been behind that? Is it, it's the offense, I assume, right? Off it, oh, mate. Pitching, don't ignore the pitching either. I know, oh, oh, just, okay. just take last, just take last night out of the equation. That was that was dire. But a newfound belief, mate. A newfound resurgence. You know, Girardi's gone. And we've got the win against the Giants the game before. But look at the the, the difference is unbelievable. You know, he had his mm. way of doing things. Uh, Thompson's already come out a few times, and the players. Sly little digs, you know, Thompson's way of doing things is a lot mm. different. They keep emphasizing different and the players are enjoy it. The players are enjoying his, his coaching style. It's more open. The lads are having fun. They're cracking out beers after wins uh, against the Angels and, and the Giants. You know, and the Brewers as well. They are a newfound confidence. They have fought so hard and won in different ways to get back to 500. This win streak has been... Unreal, different sort of wins. And we've seen some good pitches on the way. You know, we, we blew up Burns. You know, we played him perfect. Got him out, got him out the game by the fourth inning. Deep into counts. Didn't get much off him, but got him deep into counts. Got him out. We've had a lot better plate discipline. A lot better game styles, game approaches. The pitching, okay, last night was a complete blow up. Before that, it was, it was brilliant. The offense, it's been top five in every single offensive category going until last night. So it's just been unbelievable. The, the resurgence of June Schwarber, man, like <laughs> he's back. His stats are unreal in June. Bryson stopped coming out of nowhere. Harper's still hot. And while others like, you know, Castellanos is struggling at the moment, we've had others to pick him up, you know, and we've had production from one to nine from every single different player that's come up. And it, it's just 
you know, the, the bank is full again. There's some energy there. Yeah. There's some belief there. The fields are back, Pete. The, well, for now, the fields are back. They're sitting at 500. They're playing 500 ball. But listen, many would say the start of the resurgence for the Phillies was when a certain Dave Shaw ah. got on a flight from London, <laughs> headed over there. Girardi was canned, and then they started streaking. Anyway, mate, just try and summarize your experience there. Four games you had there in, oh, Philly, in Philly. Oh, wow. I remember, you know, on Twitter beforehand, I was, you know, I was tweeting, you know, we got, we got a season to save and let's go and I'm going to turn it around. Mate, I thought <laughs> I was expecting one win, two wins. Uh, <laughs> for, for what happened to happen was just unreal. You know, the Giants win. I was at the Giants game when, I, when we won and I was pumped, you know, yes. One out of one, here we go. And the people around me were sort of, uh, it's a win. You know, we've stopped the rot. Hooray. And I was like, mm-hmm. the, vibe, the vibe was flat. Girardi sacked on the Friday morning, sat in Starbucks with another Phillies fan. We were just talking. It flashed up on our phones and we just sat there smiling. We didn't know what to say. And all, instantly, the, the, the mood with the fan base was electric. Twitter mm. was alive. You know, the granddad's gone. You know, old Sleepy <laughs> Joe, he's out of here. The fields, the fields are back. And, you know, we've seen that on the field, there for BP. The guys looked happy, they looked relaxed. They were they were having a good time, even in BP. And that's something we had not seen before. But even Bryce was taking BP, usually sits it out. The guys in the dugout looks different. The vibe at the ballpark was different. Uh, the, the first Angels game, we rushed out to a 5-0 lead, never looked back. Second Angels game was tight. We came back... <laughs> Sunday's game, Harper's Grand Slam to tie up my days. In, in your words, be absolute scenes. Absolute uh, the scenes. walk-off from Bryson Stott, the energy was, it was just unreal. There was a real buzz and the feels have continued on. Yeah, it, the sweeps are fun. Don't get me wrong while mm-hmm. I'm sweeping, but now we're at 500. We've just got to keep winning series. We've got to do what the Mets are doing and just winning series now because our schedule, it's opened up beautifully. I am very nervous about tonight and this series though. No doubt. It's it's for historic reasons, though, right? Because, uh, yeah. you know... You've been a fool on this side, mate. Yeah, the Marlins, the Marlins, you know, we, we owe you guys. You, you've you cost <laughs> this playoff so many years. So much open scars and wounds that you've cost us. You know, and it, it's a mental thing, Pete. You know, mm. the Marlins go on the field knowing they're going to beat the Phillies. The Phillies go on the field knowing they're going to lose. It's a mental thing. It happens every time. The Marlins can play home or away against Philadelphia, they know they're going to win. And it, every time it, it comes through because of the mental attitude, the Phillies seem to have this mental block against the Marlins. It's mm-hmm. got to change under Thompson. It's got to change. We've got to bounce back from last night. Now we're going to see who the Phillies really are. Have we just seen, was well, last week just a blip? You know, a, a good blip? You know, a high? Was it Was it a one-off? Or mm-hmm. is this feels legit? And this will be the big test for us. And tonight, Nola versus Sandy. What a box office matchup, by the way, Pete. Sandy Stunning. is Sandy is a stud, as you would say. He's one of the best in baseball. I, I, I'm a little surprised he didn't get manager, uh, manager, pitcher of the month. You know, Wheeler did. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was sort of expecting a Sandy. Me too. Um, although Wheeler has been pitching out of his skin as well. But Nola mm. versus, you know, the way Nola's been going recently versus Sandy, this has got Two no hitters all over. <laughs> Could have two no hitters all over. I don't know, but it's it's, it's going to be a very I predict a low scoring game, and I think the Phils will approach it like we did to Burns and to and to some of the D backs pitchers and try and get deep into counts, try and get mm. Sandy out of there as as quick and early as possible to get to the ballpen. I think you'll be doing the same with Nola, so I'm not expecting much fireworks to start the game. 
No, I, like you said, this this game one matchup. I mean, you know, let's dive into it. The the kind of Sandy Nola is it is elite. I mean, it, would, it only would have been better, I guess, of a Sandy Wheeler matchup. I, yeah, we're not going to see Wheeler this time around. But nevertheless, Nola's having a nice season for sure. Sandy's been. I mean, he's he's, he's taking it to another level. He's been a yes. It, it, he's really he's all star, isn't he? Let's, let's be honest. He's an all. No he's, gonna, he's got to be an all star. Um, you know, Jazz is getting hot. I've seen some of your Astros games and. That offense is picking up. You know, I remember you talking about the offense is dead. Mm. Uh, and what, you guys had that meeting? You know, you've been on this this big streak. I was quite glad to see you lose last night just to take a little bit of sting out of your momentum yeah. as well. So it's, I'm nervous, mate. I always run against the Marlins. <laughs> you know, we seem to make these unknown pictures even when you have those. You know, the back end of seasons when we're fighting for postseason, you bring up these pictures out of nowhere and we make them like all-stars and, th- and we never see them again. Um you know, your offense, we got, you know, I'm quite confident with Nola tonight. You know, our lineup tonight, ooh, you know, no Castellanos, no Boehm. Veilings uh, mm-hmm. at third base, our usual center fielder. Played first time ever second base last week. Now playing at third. It's a little bit patched up. <laughs> We've got a few injuries hitting us. I know you're in the same boat. Mm-hmm. If, if we can win tonight, it's a massive statement for the Bills. This is, our, this is the biggest game of the season for us. This wow. is it. This is the big test. The Mar- and it sounds stupid to people who don't get it, but you are our bogey team. You are the fall on our side, like I was saying before. And Sandy's one of the best out there in the business. If if we can get a good win tonight, what a bounce back from last night. And it just shows, yeah, there's something about this Phil's team. If we can if we can beat up on you guys tonight. Yeah. I think it's a really good point, you know, from a Phil's perspective. If you guys can go and get game one against Sandy, I think that's a massive statement, not just because it's against Sandy. Like, you know, you did the damage against Burns, had the, the plan and executed, but equally, it's Sandy who's pitching out of his mind for the Marlins, who are the Phillies bogey team. Yeah. So, like, that combined, it's, yeah. uh, you know, I can, I completely get you there. You won't be getting any kind of random pitches this series, though, for sure, because you've got no, Sandy, seen. Trevor Rogers, yeah. Pablo. So, the, the, the teeth of the rotation is, is there lined up. Mm. So, the Phillies are going to be tested. Uh, I want to dig into some of the offensive pieces, though, really shortly, because yep. it sounds like, you know, you're struggling. The Marlins equally... Uh, have some issues, but before we do that, guys, reminder this episode is brought to you by this is my favorite one, Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens, they sent me a ton of stuff a few months back, and I've been using AG1 for around about seven weeks now. What's AG1? It's simple one delicious scoop. That's all you have to do. One scoop into water every day, every morning, and it's 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Oh boy, it has got everything in there. What does it do? It helps you to start your day right. Special blend of ingredients support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Perfect for me. All of the things. So that's all you have to do. Add water, get all these vitamins, minerals, everything in there right now. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. I may have said that already, but no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Dave. So it sounds like some of you... That's amazing. You like that one? That's amazing. (laughs) You're in the wrong job, mate. You need to do this full time. 
Get yourself, get yourself on national TV with some adverts. Come on. Here we go. Get the voiceovers rolling. Uh, sound, to be fair, from what you said there, sounds like some of the Phillies' offensive guys need some athletic greens as well. Like, you know, they need to get back on the health kick. Just try and summarise for us what's happening. Where are the injuries kicking in? Who's going to be missing for this series? Because I think you've mentioned Bohm, Didi, yeah. uh, Castellano struggling. What's happening with Bryce as well? Yeah. He, he's playing DH as well. Well, but Bryce, thank God for the DH. Hallelujah, mm. the DH, because we'd have no Bryce for... for for weeks, months with his with his elbow. However, yeah. it's not affecting him. The offense has been generally fine. You know, the, like I said, the offensively, we've been in top five in every single offensive stat in the last mm. week and a half while we've been on this run. Last night, uh, you know, the D-backs went out ahead early. We had some silly errors. <laughs> They're back. Um, <laughs> I did see. I did see one. Yeah, the JT, uh, <laughs> the Suarez JT play was not a, not a not good vintage. Billy's defense. <laughs> um, yeah, and Bone made, uh, made an error as well. And we, we should be out that inning and we should have been at nil-nil going into the bottom of the first. Instead, it blew up. Too many walks. But that was the, the not the best end of our bullpen either. We did sort of put the white flag out quite early in that game, I think, with you guys in mind. Mm. Uh, the other and generally, Schwaber's incredible. Absolutely scorching the ball. Uh, Hoskins, yeah, streaky. Hoskins right now is is hot again. When he's hot, he's one of the best players on the team. When he's cold, he's ice, ice cold. Yeah. Uh, what Harper's Harper? He's still drilling the ball, still getting extra base hits, absolutely everywhere. Still in, you know, the way he's going, he's still a big candidate for MVP again. Uh, Castellanos is really struggling, uh, and so is JT. Uh, JT. Defensively for JT or both? defensively, on, not too bad. Last night wasn't his finest hour, but defensively, yeah. actually, he's, he's picking off runners again. Last year, that part of his game really dipped. Um, I also think that players were running less on JT as well, but this year they're trying it more. He's going them down. Defensively, he's still standing behind a plate. Offensively, I think we'd all like to see a little bit more production from him. Um, you know, Garrett Stubbs, the backup catcher. Is doing a great job while he's been filling in, and we've got some great prospects catcher wise coming through. So, Stubbsy, eh? Stubbsy, Stubb, what a man, what a what a what a man, Stubbsy is <laughs> absolutely loving. Uh, love yeah, it. in the bottom order, you know, the, the, the daycare kids, as uh, Thompson calls him, you know, Boehm, yeah. he'd been on a slump, managed to he's managed to pick himself back out of it. Stott's just been unreal, you know, since Gerard is gone, and now we're actually playing him and giving him a chance. Mm. He's got some of the best stats now out of all the rookies. Absolutely, his confidence is sky high. Mickey Moniak, he's still getting time. He's, I don't know with Mickey. He's come back from an injury. He was on fire in spring. It's his spring. Third. I remember he had a, oh, he had a Brinson like spring. It yeah, was just on fire, wanting. Yeah, he and he got injured on the game before the season started, and that was the end of Mickey until now. So I, you know, he's been rushed up through the minors. Injuries haven't helped, and we still haven't really got an everyday centre fielder. We're still platooning with him, Herrera, Veeling. Yeah. Uh, whoever else we can, Joe Bloggs, you know, whoever else we can get in there in centre field, we're just trying to find, you know, it's not helping with Harper's on the DH all the time. So that means Castellanos and Shaw were also playing everyday outfield, which ideally you wouldn't have if in an everyday healthy team. Uh, sure, but we've probably got one of the worst defensively, one of the worst outfields going. Um, mm. But, you know, offensively, yeah, it's, been, it's been fine. You know, it's been fine. We've been hot. We cooled off a bit yesterday. I just hope that's, you know, okay, we'll take a step back and we'll get it ready for this Marlins series and letting it all out on Sandy tonight. <laughs> there you go. What's um, Moniak defensively in centre field? Is he... Sound. Solid, is he okay? yeah. yeah, solid. It does the job. You know, we haven't yeah. seen him make an error yet. Arm hasn't really been tested yet. Not that I've seen. 
Um, but just it's just fine, you know. Defense on the whole hasn't been a dumpster fire as everybody predicted. Yeah, we've had some horrible moments, but what's uh, you know we're not alone in that. Every other team has an MLB. I don't think you know Bohm has been much better. But last night was probably his first big error since the Mets game all that time ago. Mm-hmm. He's now fine. You know, make the all, all we want. We know the de- we know what the defense is. The defense. We know what it is. We just just make the basic plays. You know, don't you know don't mess it up. You know and and make bad decisions and, and, and overthink things, which is what they had been doing at the start of the season. And that's that's getting better. Uh, Didi's come back and flashed a bit of lever in the infield as well. Um, you know, it is a big flaw, along with the bullpen. But mm-hmm. we'll see what happens at trade deadline. Yeah, I was going to ask you, actually, where, where your head's at, where the Phillies fan base is at, you know, approaching the deadline. If you guys hover around 500, let's say you play just 500 ball now until the deadline. And you sit pretty much at well, you will be at five hundred because that's where you're right, at right but, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think you know where would you address? Where are you looking to upgrade? Oh, it's got it's got bullpen, and I, I don't know why I'm waiting for trade deadline. You know why? Can't, yeah, get it done now. Make, make the moves. Make the moves yeah. now. What? Why? Why? Why are we waiting for? A, I, I get why we're waiting, but yeah. we need arms now. We are really struggling for bullpen. I saw Canable's day to day with a shoulder injury or an yeah, arm injury, he, right? He, I think this is maybe something to give him a bit of time off as well because he's had a horrible mm. few few weeks actually. Start of the season looked absolutely solid. You know, you, mm. you think, oh well, we've got a legit closer here. Finally, you know, the the one position we've been really searching for and we mm. we had it with Canable. And yeah, he, it's it's not gone his way. I and I think a lot of the fans now would love to see Sir Anthony Dominguez as closer. It's just makes so much sense now. Dominguez, it, you know, to be a closer. Is one is one of the toughest, if not one of the toughest spots in the sport. Yeah, yeah. You, mentally, if you haven't got it mentally, you're already losing half the battle. And Canable's confidence has been hit massive. You can see it. You know, yeah. his his confidence isn't quite there, and he keeps wanting to go back out there, keeps wanting to try him, but it's just giving up too much. He's, you know, we, we've been lucky. We've had some nice leads, and the offense has picked us back up to help Canable <laughs> keep that save. Um, but. Sir Anthony, it's it's got to be borderline his time. You know, Brogdon's getting good. You know, he's started slow, terrible spring. We thought, oh, Connor maybe maybe not finding where he was last year. He's getting there. And Nick Nelson's been putting in some good performances. Uh, Brad Hand, <laughs> I'm waiting for the Brad Hand implosion. You know what what's going on? You know, he's rolling back the years. Uh, seems to do a lot better when he comes in with not high leverage, but no one mm-hmm. on base and a clean slate. Brian Hadden's done really well. Familiar's is get him out. You know, <laughs> Alvarado, I'm not happy with him either. But oh, um, these need addressing. Uh, Norwood, thankfully, got DFA today. It was only a matter of time. Um, but uh, yeah, we need we need arms. We need, arms, we need arms. Possibly, I heard talk of putting Suarez back in the bullpen and trying to get another starter as well as some other bullpen arms as well. Because mm. uh, Suarez is struggling, you know. Nola Wheeler, I think we've got two aces now, the way they're going. Yeah. Uh, Wheeler's now caught back on to where he was last year. Nolan finally caught back on to where he was in 2018, 2019. Um, you know, Cy Young Nolan's back. Uh, well, at the moment, anyway, he's 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 been solid again, like the Nolan we saw in 2018. And the, the picture now, he's becoming the picture now that we hoped he would be. Long may it continue, because we need it. Uh, you know, Gibby's probably one of the best fifth, fifth starters out there. Gives you what you yeah. need out of fifth starter. Eflin... Yeah, a bit inconsistent, but when he's on it, he's on it, you know. And I'm, I think we'll get a good Eflin at home. Eflin's a much better pitcher than on the road. And Suarez, 
it's just been nothing, nothing of the play we saw. Possibly carrying an injury, I'm not too sure, but it's it's a real shame that he's not even got near to where he was last year because his command's all over the place now. The walks are through the roof to what they were last year. It, it didn't feel totally sustained. Like Suarez was on like a, you know, on a Cy Young pace for the second half. You know, it oh. was like, it was insane. It was the Grom level. It was better oh, than the Grom. It was. And, you know, even at the time we knew that we're not going to get this next year. You know, this is, <laughs> pitches are going to work, batters are going to work him out. But yeah, one thing I had last year was his command. It was unreal. Mm. He would pound, pound the strike zone. You know, he's only got two, he's only got two pitches. You know, it's incredible. But the, yeah. no one could work him out. Now he's getting worked out. Now he's trying different things. His command is slipping. He's getting behind in counts. He's walking batters. And again, it's that confidence. It's that mental thing. He, you know, I saw him after, when he was out. He got out the game after the fifth inning. You know, hand over his shoulder, over the dugout. Just looked like a bit of a beaten guy. So it's affecting him mentally, confidence and uh, you know, we needed to figure it out because he's a, he's a he's a big part of the rotation if he can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm with you on that. Let's we'll get into game two and three matchups as well, and and kind of throw a prediction or two out there, perhaps maybe just to tease it out for you. I want you to think about who's going to be the offensive player of the series for the Phils. But before we do that, reminder: this episode it's also brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA, UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Dave, we know where this series is starting. It's starting with Sandy Alcantara uh, going for the Marlins. Uh, Trevor Rogers going in game two. And that is up against uh, Zach Eflin. And then game three, we have Pablo Lopez taking on... Who we got Pablo taking on? We've got Gibson, Gibson yeah, right? Gibby. Gibby. Yeah. Gibby rolls in game three. So it's... You know, it's strength on strength here, I'd say, with the, the, yeah. the matchups. Yeah, um, yeah, it really is. What about... I, I, I think from a Marlins perspective, you've got Sandy, Trevor, Pablo. Interested to see what kind of Trevor you get. Pablo as well is listed as a starter for Wednesday. He did take a, a, a really hard comebacker and came out of the game and exited the game against the Astros. Um, had a, a, like a cast or a, a bandage on his wrist. So he is listed as a starter. Be interested to see if he does actually make it. Um, and if not, maybe a, a short IL stint um, will be required. There's a few other decisions the Marlins need to make too. Avisel Garcia... Uh, dealing with a hand issue, scratched very late from yesterday's game. Uh, Cooper Loop is on the COVID IL, so we'll see if Coop back. Boiler counts to Marlins' best hitter for some time. Um, so you've got Stop some getting questions. Don't do I know, I know, I know. Don't there do it go. to me, man. <laughs> exactly. But, Dave, if we're going to look at a Phillies uh, point of view, who, let's say the three big gun, guns go for the Marlins, who are you looking towards to kind of carry this offense uh, if, if indeed it's going to happen. Bryce, Bryce all the way, right? Bryce carries <laughs> it. You know, he did it a couple of times last week when we were struggling. Bryce got the spark going. Um, it, I think we could be looking at him again, especially the, the bottom line looking a little bit, uh, a little, you know, we'll see. Feeling's actually getting hot again. But I, I, Bryce is the spark. You know, he's an MVP for a reason. He carries his team at times when they're struggling, gets the spark going. We'll be looking at him again. You know, he knows... He knows, you know, how much pain the Marlins have caused. 
hopefully Reese stays hot. If Reese stays hot, you know, and if he does, you know, right, June Schwarber, Hoskins, Bryce at the top three, that is a, quite a devastating front three. Uh, Schwarber, as we all know, is feast or famine. You know, he's he's either swinging for the fences and getting extra base or he's, he's struck striking out. It, oh, the whole series, for me, comes down heavily to this game one because yeah. if we lose, and depending on the fashion, the heads won, the fan base will be going, here we go again. That mm -hmm. will get them down. The players will be going, here we go again. And the Marlins will be going, here we go again. We're going to beat the Phillies again, and it's likely to happen. If the Phillies can take game one, it's just massive for us. Massive for us, because then yeah. the fan base will be, okay, here we go. We've just beaten Sandy. We've just beaten the Marlins. At last, we've bounced back from last night. Momentum starts again. The fan base will be in. The players will have a newfound belief. But hang on, you know, Thompson's in. We've beaten the Marlins. What's going to stop us? Um, and especially as Wednesday could be an interesting pitching matchup because all we want is a series win. It's from now, like I said earlier, just series wins from now on, you know, and keep the momentum going. Uh, you know, losing today, tonight, it would then be tough to win back-to-back -to -back games against you guys because it's the Phils and the Marlins, you know, and we, we never do. So this game one is absolutely crucial for the series. And I think, I think the series will be decided on who takes tonight's game. For both Marlins and Phillies fans tuning in right now, is the fact that the Braves have also been streaking. The Mets continue to oh. they've had a, they've had a few wobbles, but listen, those guys they are stretching uh. the lead a little bit now. Collectively, both of us are thinking the same. Where this series needs to, you know, it needs to happen. We're both looking for series wins. It's crucial to our year because if you know, get it towards the end of June, if you're below 500 end of June, like you could probably write it off this year. I think. Yeah, and that's what. That's what I saw against when you played the Marlins. You could see that the Marlins, uh, when you played the Astros, sorry, you could see that the, the the Marlins were right. It's now or never for you guys because if you fall too far behind, which is what was happening to you guys, you're out of it. You know, and then what happens at the trade deadline for you guys? So I, I, I feel the Marlins are now on a big push to, to, to try and salvage something this season because if you win this series on top of winning the Astros for you guys, it's mm. huge. It puts you back in play for a wild card spot. You know, you what are you five and a half games out, six out? That's nothing at this stage of the season. So, you know, and it might give your team a new fan momentum as well, which is why, again, I'm so wary of play. I really wish we had the Nationals next and then you guys, because we haven't faced them at all until uh, mm. after you guys. Um, which is, yeah, yeah, it's why I'm wary of the Marlins. The Marlins are now going out there as well and showing they've got something to prove and trying to salvage a season. Because if you beat us, you, you, you're right behind us. And, and the Braves. Yeah. Oh, you know, to win nine straight and then not gain one game. In fact, lose a game on the Braves. Are you kidding me? Crazy. You know, come on. Seriously. You, it, it, you know, and all of a sudden now the East is turning into a dangerous division like like we actually predicted at the start of the season, yeah. uh, including yourselves, as the Astros just found out. And if, you know, if you keep your streak going, if you keep your hot run going, and at least all of a sudden it's becoming a bit of a free four-headed beast, you know, no, no easy wins. The Mets are now going into a tough schedule at last because their mm -hmm. first two months is like what we're going through now. It was open. It was relatively easier on paper, yeah. and they managed to do the job. Now they're heading into a tough series. The Braves are five and a half behind. Oh, Hello. It's, it's all of a sudden a bit of pressure on the old Mets boys in New York. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see them crumble. Even if it's to them. I, I can't stand the Braves. Oh, boy, but I would love to see the Mets crumble and lose it. 
and uh, settle for a wild card of ourselves, that would be joyous. This would be, would it be a new low for the Mets if they, well, I don't yeah, know, they're, about, they're about 20 games up, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know, five and a half, we're right behind. I'm not looking at the Mets personally as a Phil's perspective, I, mm. you know, let, let, let him have it and let him crash in the postseason. I just want, I just want that wild card spot for me personally. Just get in, just get in by, you know, by any means, any means, just get in. Anyway, anyway, you, you know, there is one extra spot this year, but there's, I would say, a good amount of teams fighting for that spot. I wouldn't say, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. Was, you know, there, there's yeah, the, a decent the number Brewers, of teams. The Brewers, you know, the Padres, I think, are going to take a spot. You know, the Padres and Dodgers is, just seem to be taking each other up, up, up in the in the West. The Giants, yeah. the Giants are becoming a team that I, I thought, the sort of thought they were going to be at the start of the season. I, I, I know they started well, but they're starting to come back, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think the Giants are going to be there. I think the Padres, the hot, the, especially the hot the Padres and the Dodgers get, I think they're going to drop, although saying that they've just taken, what, two out of the Dodgers. So who knows? It's so hard to predict. Uh, <laughs> but the Brewers, they, they're on a bad run, aren't they, as well? They've just beat the Nationals. But, you know, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight. And, you know, if you're in contention going into September, it's going to be fun. It really is. You kind of look at things now and you think Brewers, Phils, Marlins, Diamondbacks, even to to a degree, but maybe you know, perhaps not them. But those three, uh, sorry, those four: Braves, Brewers, Phillies, Marlins. I think are all in uh, legitimately in the hunt for the wild card yeah. three spot. Yeah, I, I really believe that. Yeah, and, and then, Marlins uh, clearly uh, are uh, further away than most. But and I think then there's a big gulf to everybody else. I'm really surprised yeah. how big to, as, in the same in the AL as well. How big, bigger than ever I could ever remember the gulf between the, the good teams and the bad teams are. Like the AL, like AL is completely split into half at the moment. You know, you've got the big guns up there, AL East. I think you've got what, five, six, six, seven teams above 500, and the rest are all below 500 in the AL. It's something crazy like that if you look at the wildcard standings, especially. And it's a you've got six, six above, six above six 500. Seven, seven, sorry. The seven. Okay, okay. Now, now you're making me sound. <laughs> you should, no, you were right. You were right. right. Say five, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's but the, the bad teams are simply getting worse, and the, the good teams are getting better. And I think there's a little bit of a divide coming uh, in both in both divisions at the moment, which is quite interesting to watch because I wonder how MLB are going to take to that. But that's a different subject and topic altogether. I think what we're seeing in general here is if you're in and around 500, if you're playing 500 ball into July, you're in the mix, and you, you know, and then it's like, how do you add? To get into August, and I think that's going to be the question for Marlins fans, Phillies fans, Brewers fans. Yeah, that trade deadline is going to be We're wild, isn't it? It's going to be wild. Like, I think, I think the Phils, who I've already now got over luxury tax, I think we're over. If we're contending. We might as well just keep going. Like, what's to lose? We've got a lot of players coming off the books next year. You know, we've got a bit of money freeing up. We can afford to keep going up. So. If you're the Phils, especially the fans, you know, will be frustrated, like go over luxury tax finally after years of waiting in pre-season and then just not doing anything at trade deadline doesn't make sense. So I think no. the Phils will be poised um, to spend the money. But what the Mets do is going to be quite scary, I think. Well, I'm with you. I'm intrigued to see what the Mets do for sure. Knowing right now that they're having this you know, rotation issue, they have been dealing with the rotation issue for some weeks. Wouldn't shock me if they go and make a big, big move to, to to add another starter into their rotation to give them the depth and the health they're going to need yeah, as they push them postseason. So I'm really intrigued on that one. Dave, we're well out of time. <laughs> Five minutes for you. So uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. 
watching the show right now, and some are still listening on the pod. Most are still listening on the pod. Where can everyone get you on Twitter, brother? Because those on YouTube, they have the graphics to work from. But anyone else, where can they where can they find you on Twitter? Yep. Pete, it's been an absolute pleasure to come on, buddy. You can find me at, at UK Phillies, uh, pretty much all across your social medias, Insta, Facebook, Twitter. Weather, weather. Absolutely, for sure. Dave Shaw at UK Phillies, one of the absolute goats of UK, UK ah, baseball, no doubt. Oh, come on now, come on now. So, come guys. On, from you, that means a lot, buddy, because... You are for me to me for you. You are the you are you're the goat. You're the man. <laughs> you beat Brack. You're the stud. So it's, it's been a pleasure to have me on, mate. Absolutely. All right, guys. Marlin locked on Marlins. Monday episode is in the books. We're going to be back. Well, when do you think tomorrow? Of course, it's a daily podcast, so we're back tomorrow. And I have a guest queued up. But is it now? I'll tease it in the morning to let you know who's joining me. But there will be a guest in on the show tomorrow, a Marlins fan, and it could be a spicy conversation. So stay tuned for that one, guys. In the meantime, sit back, relax, enjoy this pre-game in advance of game one on the road in Philadelphia. Thanks again to Dave Shaw, UK Phillies, and I'll be back tomorrow.